Welcome to Merkaba Chakras, where we talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. A Buddha is someone who's awake within the matrix and co-creating with divinity as a soul having a human experience. Each enlightened episode is dedicated to help you level up the energy field of your Merkaba. You can manifest the parallel reality that fits the best version of you. This podcast is for entertainment purposes and does not necessarily reflect the views of the host or replace any medical or legal advice. Now, let's welcome your host, author Von Galt, and her guest. Welcome to another episode of Merkaba Chakras podcast. If you're a fan of the healing qualities in music and love semantics research as much as I do, then you'll enjoy this episode because today I'm blessed to pick the brain of music educator Gerald Savage. Now, Gerald teaches at the Global Institute of Sound and Consciousness in Applied Music Theory for Healing. He was a department chair of the vocal department at Pittsburgh Kappa, two-time Fulbright Hayes Scholar recipient in Brazil, and participated in Bridging Cultures, an educational collaborative through the State Department in conjunction with the African Studies Program at the University of Illinois. So, Jared, welcome to Merkava Chakras. Well, wonderful. Thank you very much. I really, really appreciate the opportunity to be here and to share. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you for gracing us with your presence. I love, I, everybody who knows me, I love, 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 love this stuff. So, um, and there's so many different ways in which we can create reality and make it even better more enjoyable. So I'd love to hear all the different perspectives. Now, um, beyond my love for semantics research and the evolve and how it's evolving into the music therapy area and it's working its way into medicine through sound and light healing, which is, you know, really kind of getting a little Star Trek, <laughs> the early buddings of Star Trek technology, which I love. So um, before we get into all that fabulous content um, from your research, can you please tell us your story for how you got into this work in the first place? Well, that's a, that's a story that is founded in my life choice to be where I was born and the parents that uh, I was born into and the culture that I was born into. Um, both my mom and dad are from deep south Louisiana, and coming out of that kind of experience uh, was a very strong background in music. And music from the standpoint of functionality, meaning that music served a purpose in life. You know, uh, praise music, worship music was something that was done uh, spontaneously it was something that was done deeply. It was something that was done without instruments, just voices and, and the soul that people brought to that experience. So that was the foundation. And of course, as I got older, then of course I was brought up in the church and actually I grew up in Michigan. And 
of course, you have a lot of people in Michigan who are from the South. So I was raised in a Baptist uh, church environment, which one of the most rich, uh, one of the richest experiences in that tradition is music for, for worship and service. So that was really the fundamental foundation um, that I grew up in. And then eventually I started to become more interested in taking piano lessons and then taking trombone in school and I played in the band and then singing and these kind of things. And then eventually as I grew older and I went off to study music at Indiana University, uh, Bloomington, Indiana. And one of the reasons that I chose to go there was because there was such a broad experience of music there. There was there were five orchestras, there were three wind ensembles, there were choirs, there were opera productions, there was composition, there was jazz, there was all of that, which is what I was able to get from that experience, a little bit of everything. However, one of the things also with Indiana is it has a very noted ethnomusicology program. Now, ethnomusicology is the type of program that studies music and culture and the cultural, um, I guess you could say, uh, uh, events that come out of, uh, of the music of a particular culture. So that's when I first became interested in looking at other cultures and how music was used. And music, once again, very similar to my background, was very much functional in life. You know, you had music that was for uh, praise and worship, music for healing, music for calming, music for births, music for funerals, so on and so forth. Music for bringing about the spirits, invoking certain spirits in, in the, um, the dynamics of the society. So that was a big part of my first interest in music from a healing standpoint. Eventually I got into studying yoga. Actually, before actually getting into yoga, I, I was very ill for a couple of years. I was borderline diabetic, and then I started looking at what can I do to make my life richer? What can I do to, to help bring about some healing? So I got into uh, understanding natural health and healing, and this was even um, a part of my life that I really had been kind of gradually getting into over time and eventually reached the point where I made a decision to be on a plant-based diet, even before it was called a vegan or whatever. And through that experience, one thing led to another. Eventually I ended up studying yoga. Uh, through the yogic experience, then I started to learn mantras and things of that nature. And then from learning mantras, I began to understand and see that there were other aspects of healing that music was very much an integral part of. Uh, after a while, I, in fact, I was telling you earlier prior to the broadcast that I was working on my PhD at the University of Pittsburgh, which is where I live right now. And one of the things that was very challenging to me was finding a PhD topic that resonated with who I was. Now, of course, me being a musician at that time, I got my master's degree in ethnomusicology and eventually decided, hmm, maybe I should pursue a PhD. However, I really wasn't centered on how I wanted to do that. And I started delving more and more into researching how sound historically, geographically, and music had been incorporated in healing processes. 
And that's when I started to dig deeper into that. So I combined all of those elements of music, of education, of ethnomusicology, of um, yoga, all of these things brought me to this path. Eventually, I decided that I looked into Globe Institute of Sound and Consciousness, where I actually teach now, and found out they had a certificate program. And as a part of that certificate program, they were studying all kinds of aspects. I mean, it was really right up my alley. Everything that kind of tied all of what I have been searching for, it tied it all together. And after obtaining the certificate from Globe Institute, I brought, uh, I believe, such a unique perspective in terms of music theory to the class that I was in that uh, David Gibson, who actually runs Globe Institute, asked me if I would like to, to teach a class. Well, yeah, I would love to do that. And this has taken me to another level because it's brought all of that experience from all of those different streams that I spoke about. And also, I keep learning, and that's another part of the educational component, is because through this work, you have to remain humble to understand that you're always scratching the surface. When you're talking about a universe of vibration and frequency and movement and so on and so forth, it's like, how in the world can you ever know it all? And so this is something that as I continue to grow in this practice and field, I find out once again, I mean, how little I really know. Um, but at the same time, I know what I know. <laughs> so that's kind of given me, that gives you the background of all of these different experiences that brought me to this work that I do now. Yeah, and it's very fascinating work. When, um, when I went through the website and some of the stuff, I was like, okay, yeah, we're getting, we're, we're, we're going to go back. We're going to go back. Eventually, this is the way I see, the way I see it, because um, there's a lot of areas of semantics and harmonics um, research in Buddhism that mm -hmm. have huge gaps of historical records loss, huge gaps. And so you get chunks of information so that we understand. Like we know people are frequencies and they are their energy field, their mandalas. We know that their energy fields get um, affected by um, different aspects of um, energy in the, what they feed themselves, et cetera. So we, we know certain things, but there are huge gaps that are missing. Like we know point A, we know point C, we don't know how to get to A to C. We don't know how to get to C to, you know, H. So, um, and we always are keeping ourselves open to other traditions and other researchers in the metaphysics field, because maybe they will fill in some of those gaps so that we can finally see the full picture of how to get from one to another. Um, and use that and apply it in our, in our lives so that we can manifest and have the most smooth experience with um, all of the tools that we have available to us, which we are barely even tapping into those six senses. And semantics and frequency is really kind of bridging us into yes. that. Yes. So for the people who are not familiar with what semantics is, semantics is the, it's the study of sound and vibration and it, and it which discovered that matter changes depending on the frequency it radiates at. So yeah. like if you look at sand plates and you put in a, freak, a frequency or a harmonics to it, you chant to it, same, same with singing bowls, yeah. um, it will pop up kind of like the image of a mandala or um, 
a unique energy signatures to that, but yeah. that's semantics. Now, with that, can you please explain to everyone how you use music and frequencies to change matter in somebody's body that may be experiencing some kind of unease, like with cancer or any kind of illness that they're working with? Yes, I will definitely do that. Let me build up on a couple of things you said. Um, first of all, when we look at life, life is nothing but constant movement. At the end of the day, that's what life is. It's about motion. It's about energy. It's about movement. It's about frequency. It's about all of these things that are manifested in different ways. So we have movement through my voice, for instance. I'm moving air through my voice as I speak. I'm breathing to be able to produce that air to bring up. I'm using my hands in a, in a certain way. I'm using my eyes in a certain way. I'm, all of these frequencies are coming through all the time. When I breathe, in fact, because we talk about the exchange of, you know, the bad air and the good air when we breathe, but rarely do people see the movement of the breath as a sound event. You know, when we breathe, we're creating sound throughout our whole system. So cymatics, at the end of the day, is music and sound made visible, is what it is. So that we hear but it allows us to see the events that go on. You know, it's just like with the uh, hit, I think the name of the book is Hidden Messages in Water um, by Emoto, mm -hmm. um, where he took uh, photographs of uh, crystals uh, as a result of speaking or certain words that were written on pieces of paper, whatever the case may be, but it was through, once again, the movement of sound. Now, here's the thing, another thing about the movement of sound that people typically don't think about, and that is the fact that our thoughts are a, an aspect of the movement of sound. We can speak with our mouths closed, and we can hold, a con and most of us do hold conversations probably more than what we should, um, but you can speak, you can sing and not use these vocal cords. So there's an inner voice, there's an inner music that's going on, there's frequencies and vibrations that are happening on a higher realm that are beyond this physical realm. Um, so all of these things tied together means that there's always some kind of movement, there's always some kind of frequency, and then the, the challenge that we are confronted with is imbalance. Now, imbalance is something that occurs at different times in different ways with the, with the same person even. And so what then the challenge is, is what is the resonance, the resonant frequency of something? Otherwise, how does something resonate in its most natural form? And whether that be our emotions when we're at peace, which once again is a resonance, it's a, it's a type of movement, or uh, we are angry or we're sad or we're traumatized, whatever the case may be, there's still movement, but the movement that I spoke about all of a sudden is not imbalanced. So what we have to do is figure out what it is that's happening that's not imbalanced and bring it into balance. So in sound healing, you have what's called resonance and entrainment. Resonance is, once again, that frequency at which something operates naturally. And then entrainment is taking something that's out of balance and bringing it back into resonance by various means. 
Now, since everything is movement, music and sound is just one form of the movement. We have colors that have movement. You know, you look at a certain color and it vibrates at a certain frequency. Uh, we have certain essential oils that vibrate at, because smell, once again, is another type of, uh, of frequency that takes place. Uh, we have foods that are pure, foods that are impure. You know, for instance, you have in the Hindu tradition, the uh, aspect of sattvic, rajasic, and tamasic. So, uh, uh, Satic is something that's pure, rajasic is in movement and change, and then we have tamasic, which it's at its lowest in terms of the life force. Now, of course, life force doesn't mean that life dissipates because life never dissipates, it just recreates. You know, that energy that's used is going to form itself and attach itself in a different realm. So that is the fundamentals of of, of the, the philosophical fundamentals of how I approach work. There's a couple of other things, and that is that healing has different, it doesn't have one way of looking. You know, people, I remember, for instance, when I first got into sound and music healing, you know, it was the gongs and, you know, the crystal bowls, and people would chant ohm. And then that was, you know, that was healing, you know, that was calming. And I remember my mom, God bless her. My mother was um, raised in the Southern church, as I indicated earlier. And then, so my mother would hear this calming music and she would say, oh my God, that sounds like funeral music. <laughs> so you, see, yeah. you see that what's healing to one person is not healing to another person. Mm -hmm. And this is what I think we, you know, as we, as we kind of try to codify what healing is in this society, whether it's with gongs and crystal bowls and tuning forks and, and chanting and so on and so forth, it may or may not apply to everybody. Mm -hmm, and this mm -hmm. is why... And this is the, the, the fortunate thing about my work is because I've had such a wide experience as an educator, as an, a performing artist, as a person who's into natural health and healing, as a person who is into uh, music for healing purposes. It is wide. And therefore, it has allowed me to be very open to realizing that one shoe does not fit all. It really doesn't. So the program that I work with is a program that's called Voice Bio. And Voice Bio takes the frequencies of your voice, distributes them in such a way that certain pitches on the piano, I'm just going to reach over and play the piano for a second. So we have, we have what's called the chromatic scale. And each one of those corresponds to a different energy center mm -hmm. uh, when, you, when you're doing the voice print is what I'm saying. Right. Um, it also has a color correspondence. It yep. also has music that can be played or sung or frequencies that can be toned or it can be um, certain pieces of music that you listen to. Um, all of these things. Or you can just listen to a pure generated, uh, a tone generator with certain frequencies and get the same effect. Right. So, but the beautiful thing about the voice bio program and doing the assessment piece, and this is what's very, very important, because if you just simply have an anecdotal interview with someone and you say, 
Uh, okay, so what would you like to work on today? Oh, well, you know, I've been feeling very stressed, you know, okay, you know, and I've been kind of depressed, so I just need an uplift, you know, whatever it may be. And then, you know, the person will say, okay, well, let's try this. Now, here's the other element of healing is that the tools are not the most important thing. Not all tools are going to be used successfully with everybody. Mm-hmm. Here's a, a quick story. A friend of mine went to a gong bath, very, found it to be very stressful, had a lot of anxiety, and was almost feeling guilty because she felt as though, wow, why wasn't I getting this? And I said, that's because that wasn't for you. So this is where the assessment piece is so important. Now assessment in terms of the, of the software program I use is one thing. However, it's also important to look at different aspects of the individual in terms of their history, whatever traumas people might have experienced. That's very, very important because sometimes what you do can be harmful to a person, you know, as opposed to uh, helping that person to bring about balance. So I'm giving all of this background to understand philosophically where I'm coming from and also to understand how to be careful about the tools and not simply randomly use what you're used to. And that's what I mean by the tools are not the most important thing because if a person has crystal balls and that's what they're used to, and then, you know, the ego says, oh, wow, well, crystal balls are it. You know, this is the the thing that everybody, anybody can do. You know, I just do crystal balls or I do tuning forks. Oh, everybody, this is what I do. You know, so one has to step outside of what one is used to what one likes to do, what one is comfortable doing, and do what is best for the person that you're working with. And that's where the assessment tool is so important. Right, right. So let me ask you a question. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's say you have a client that comes to you and says, I'm going to do chemotherapy for cancer right now. Mm -hmm, mm Um, like how, how would you, how would, what is the process for assessing them? And then what, can you give us an example of what um, music you created for that person to help in their healing through, through chemo and, and a quick recovery? Okay. So first of all, I always say, and I have it on my website, I'm not a, a physician. Right, right. <laughs> so, you know, I'm it not, is exploratory. I'm going to heal cancer or anything like that. However, what the voice print will show very clearly is it will show whatever imbalances there are without a shadow of a doubt. And I'm talking unbelievably accurate. Um, I will share, for instance, a person that I did an assessment on who had uh, cancer of the kidneys, was actually recuperating from cancer of the kidneys. And when I saw this person's voice print, the first thing I said, I said, what's going on with your kidneys? And she looked at me and said, how in the world did you know that? Mm -hmm. Because it was very clear on the voice print that there was a lot of aggravation, inflammation in her kidney areas. Right. And um, we don't have a screenshot of what an example of a voice print will look like. Um, Um, Can you, I'm not sure if you have one on hand, but can you describe what what they typically look like when you uh, get a done? 
you know, let me look here. Just one second. I'm gonna okay. Okay, so you found um, what one of these look like? Okay, so this gives you examples of two different voice prints. And you will notice that each one of the voice prints has a, a different color bar for each one of the pitches. I don't know if I sit, uh, hold it up very closely, if you can see uh, the letters of the, what we call the chromatic scale, C, C sharp, uh, D, D sharp, and so on and so forth. And you will notice that on each one of these, you have high bars, you have low bars, and in some voice prints, you will find that there's hardly any energy coming through at all. Right, I see the C dash or C pound symbol. Yeah, that's C sharp. Or C sharp, okay. Yeah, so, so and this is, a, by the way, another thing I want to say is, it helps to know a little bit about music and working with this program because you have to understand, for instance, if you're choosing classical music or something like that, you need to know that C sharp is the same as D flat. You need to know G sharp is the same as A flat. These are things, so when you're selecting music or you're selecting frequencies, you need to know that. Is, so, this, a, is this something that you would tell, like, like I'm assuming that most of your, your clients that come to you are not very fluent in music. So is, is, this is something that you kind of tell them what their prescription, their yes, sound prescription is. Yeah, so basically each one of these uh, represents a, a different pattern. So if, if a tone is very low, I think you can pretty much figure it out. That means a lot of, uh, very little energy is coming out of that particular frequency. Okay, so if it's corresponding to the kidneys, you would see that for the kidneys, usually they're pretty equal. In some cases, one, depending on if some people have a kidney missing or might have an infection in one kidney, but not the other. So then you would know that would be a frequency that needs to be built up. However, you have to look at the entire voice print to understand that you can't work with everything at once. It's impossible to address everything. However, what you can do is I typically go for the two lowest frequencies. And those are the ones that we begin to build up with. Now, those frequencies also, in addition, that they correspond, in addition to organ or um, organ systems or certain parts of the body, also there's an emotion that goes along with it. That usually, so if a person is too hard on themselves, very impatient, critical of others, wants to get back at others before themselves, uh, before they get them, these are all the kind of corresponding emotions that go along right. with each one of these frequencies. And the emotions are are in that, that diagram that you showed us or this is just something that you that you learned that this is that you learn this as a part of the system. Okay. So, so if some the, go ahead, I'm sorry. So if somebody's um if somebody's uh voice print mm -hmm. uh, when they do the voice print test with you comes out and shows this chart where they're low on some aspects mm -hmm. of um, the sound mm -hmm. um, that is related to this characteristic in the way they're behaving in life. Okay. That's and exactly. so is that characteristic that they are behaving in life one of the causes that is, that is affecting their, that organ in their body? So I'm going to give you an yeah. example. Oh, it is. Okay, so let me give you an example just for people who may be lost in this conversation. So when they do a print, let's say um, their kidneys or, um, is, is low in energy. 
Mm -hmm. according to the voice signature. Mm -hmm. And they may have um, control issues. And so they may be domineering to others. And so it causes a cycle of negative um, negativity and stress. And yes. so their body is saying um, that you're causing me stress in this organ because of, of how you are this way. It, it, so it's, is that kind of Yes, that's kind of getting it. But, but here's the really, really interesting thing. A lot of the emotions are the result of trying to fill in that frequency. Oh, really? Explain that yes. further. Explain, give me an example, because this is what people so, want to know. So emotions, as you know, have frequencies. Yes. You know, just like I said, everything in life is movement. Every, and movement, I, I like to use the word movement. Uh, in the same way that people use frequency because right. movement frequency is nothing but movement that's all yeah it is. frequency is movement movement is frequency it's, it's just move, it's, it's moving energy that's exactly right that's exactly what and so our emotions are a part of that too yeah and so what we are doing is attempting to move that energy through that organ that's what we're trying to do and this is a part of what we're doing because it's 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 low energy coming through there and these are the tendencies that people will find um and the opposite of that is that sometimes there's too much energy and so oh. you, you saw those high bars yeah that, that's not a good thing you know to have those what kind of emotions is too much energy well here's the thing if there's too much of something in a particular, a particular frequency in a certain area, that actually is usually an indication of some type of aggravation, some inflammation, some mm. infection, anything like that. So this system, remember I told you about the two lowest frequencies, sometimes, believe it or not, there are people who have multiple frequencies that are not even on the chart. I've oh, seen, really? I've seen people where literally half of the frequencies weren't there. Right. And what does that indicate? What does that indicate? That indicates that that person has a lot of work to do. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, and I actually had, and I, you know, if I could, I, I don't know where it is. I wish if I could share my screen and I had put all these things together, I would show you. But I had a, a situation where, oh, actually this can be found on, there's a video on my um, website. Okay. Let me, let me go look for it. Hold on. Yeah. So, sound pill. Um, with that video, people can find it off of the website, soundpill.net. So. They'll find that and they'll find an explanation of all this that I'm talking about. Okay. Yes. Um, so anyway, um, the thing is that I had a situation where a person had a trauma experience right before they came to me. Mm -hmm. It was amazing because there was hardly anything on the chart. I mean, there okay. were only two things that the bars that were on the chart were primarily um, the sympathetic nervous system. I'm sorry, the parasympathetic nervous system. Right. They were so, really stressed out. They were, I'm sorry, the sympathetic, they were, they were stressed out. Right. So Very somebody, much. somebody who comes in and they have absolutely no energy showing up on the, the, the chart, what, what happened to their energy? I think that they just closed down. You but know, did their soul like jump out of their body and just 
check well, you, out or something? You, you think about fight or flight, you know, the yeah. sympathetic versus the parasympathetic nervous system. And so the fight or flight is a person freezes up. They, they choke up. They, I mean, you just look at my body language. That's what happens is everything shuts down. And of course, when it's shutting down, we're talking about from the higher levels of our being. Because right. human beings, we are not, just, obviously, we're not these physical bodies that we make such a big deal about. Right. But right. it's a part of who we are, and it connects to a higher. And if, in fact, we have in the emotional body um, blockage there, then it doesn't flow through us. So right. that's what's happening. It's not flowing through us. Right. We, I mean, in, in essence, and, and I know this, and I'm sure you know this, and many people who are familiar with this work know this, that we are all in essence energy and energy has a lot of different colors that's what like the chakras have a lot of different colors and the different colors have different frequencies yes as well and yes. actually um i put this i put this in my book buddhist mandalas as well but basically we just like you have in your in your work all sound is basically a three-dimensional bubble right so we are all a three-dimensional bubble, and as mm -hmm. you go through the layers, you go through the layers of the colors of the chakra, and mm -hmm. each layer has its own frequency, and so it's this nice harmonic vibration mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. energy flowing in this nice bubble, mm -hmm. and that's what we really are, and, but lifetime after lifetime or experience after experience, you know, we may change our persona, we may change our storyline, et cetera, for what, whatever intensive purposes we are we are doing for this experiment experience but yes. overall what we are is our energy yes energy signature now mm -hmm. that energy signature is going to go out of sync mm -hmm. um, it's going to ebb and flow mm -hmm. it's going to increase and decrease depending on how you live your life what you feed yourself what kind of situations etc cetera, etc cetera, that you put into like remember everything's a holographic it's holographic Yes, so, right. um, so if you see everything is energy, then you're feeding yourself different frequencies. Yes. Um, but the thing that I found interesting in what you just said is like with the client who, when you mapped out her um, the energy in her voice, mm -hmm. she didn't have very much energy showing up in the chart. And if you are familiar with um, studying plants, mm -hmm. when yes. they look at light in plants, mm -hmm. Um, the plants that have very little light, they're dying. Yes, that's right. So that's if right. somebody is not, it's walking around without much light in their, their DNA voice. Yes. Is she like slowly dying? Or is she like oh. a walking zombie? You know, I mean, not, not like a real zombie, but you know what I mean? Like the proverbial sense. Well, there's that little bit of life that's coming through to, to continue sustain. However, once again, the blocking off does have an effect. The rest of the story is two days later when this person wasn't having a tra trauma experience, the energy was flowing. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. So this is what I said earlier. Th this is what I meant when I said earlier, even within one individual, the same individual, the needs that we have as individuals is constantly changing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's always changing so what we need as healing now is not necessarily what we'll need tomorrow for healing because we are these very dynamic energetic um, beings that right. is constantly once again the movement of who we are what we think what we're going through what we're experiencing is shifting and so 
this is where it's so important for us to have all these various practices that we can maintain balance. Right, right. So, I mean, like you said earlier, emotion is frequency. Frequency is emotion. And there's different ranges for different emotions. And typically the lower... um, lower states of emotion are like the negative emotions yes anger rage whatever and that that typically dissipates and um takes away life yes energy and um the higher states of consciousness consciousness the higher frequencies of um love acceptance you know um hope Mm -hmm. um those those type of um energies are life-giving and they um you know continue to multiply and just kind of you just like, kind of like um addition you can you can ad- add all you want and you can it's unlimited but you yes. can't keep subtracting because eventually you get to a point where there's not enough to sustain life there's not enough to keep it around so with with that when um when somebody is when their body is so much in unease from yes. whatever caused them that illness um you're you're saying from your research, you can see in their voice you that they with, have lost energy. Yes. Now, right. What are the things that they need to hear or see to be inspired to put energy back in? Is that just a condition of somebody losing hope? Well, this is a part of the program. Okay, so there's a couple of things I need to mention. And this also helps if a person has a a little bit of music background as a practitioner, not necessarily as a person who's going to come to me as a client, but as a practitioner, this is what I need to know. So there are, once again, as I mentioned, there will be some people who have multiple frequencies that are either very low or not distinguishable on the voice print at all. And then they may have a couple of frequencies that are off the chart. And as I said before, this is an indication of uh, inflammation, infection, something of this nature, some kind of blocked energy, too much energy. So what you have to be able to do is to be able to bring down the high frequencies while bringing up the lower frequencies, okay? The way this program is designed, there are corresponding low high frequencies or pitches not necessarily low and high, but say, for instance, C sharp corresponds with G, okay? Or C corresponds with F sharp, okay? That, I'm just giving those as examples. So I need to know, and generally speaking, what happens in this um, program is that G sharp, which corresponds to D, might be very high. D might be very low, but also C sharp and C might be very low. So I need to understand that D corresponds with G sharp. So by working on D, I'm not only going to bring up D, I'm going to bring down G sharp. So this is what happens in this program. Now, the two lowest frequencies are what I tackle first. Now, how do you get there? You get there by lifestyle changes, changes in diet juicing, um, certain type of frequencies and music to listen to, certain essential oils, certain nutrients, certain flower essences. So all of these things are used to bring up that particular frequency. So I will give a person what's called a note card, and the note card will have 
all of the, it will show you first of all what you're working on, and then it will show you what are the various things that you can do to bring up that frequency. Now, right. what happens with people is that it can be too overwhelming to do everything. Yeah. So what I generally say to people, take a couple of things. Of course, diet and lifestyle are important. So if you need to be more hydrated, if you need to do more chlorophyll, if you need to do more juicing, those are things that, you know, get it done immediately. These other things you can combine with it. So essential oils are very, very powerful as well. You know, so you might have thyme, for instance, for the kidneys. You might have lavender for the heart, you know, whatever. But right. the point being is that you, there are tools that people can use and actually get results. But as you know, the most important thing is you have to do the work. Right. You have to do the work. It's not something that's going to be a magic pill. I came up with the idea of sound pill because sound and music are very therapeutic. And yes, there are frequencies and there are sounds and there are certain, I didn't even talk about timbre. I'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, all of these things are very, very powerful. But at the end of the day, you have to live a clean, healthy life. You're not going to eat a bunch of junk and then listen to certain frequencies and think you're going to get better. That's right, just, right. It's a holistic approach. So, yes. so you know, just to kind of get a clear picture for the the, the sound pill prescription, mm -hmm. um, somebody has some kind of unease in their life, whether it's an illness or they're feeling tension or whatever, but they, they're coming in for looking at this modality as exploratory modality to see how this can help them address that or heal better yes. or faster whatever the the, the outcome that they're um, coming into it intending yes, bring balance, bring balance. yeah bringing balance and so then you you do you test their voice mm -hmm. to see the health of their voice yes. and when you test the voice you have the chart that shows what tones in their voice has a lot of energy or is missing energy and then you you isolate the two you start with the, the low hanging fruit the two lowest ones that are missing energy so let's yes. say this person is missing c sharp mm -hmm. um uh, in terms of energy mm -hmm. and so then you would recommend um a couple of different things that address a lack of energy in c sharp yes. like you try these essential oil try this kind of diet try this kind of lifestyle etc 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 so they get a holistic yeah they get a holistic kind of like a life coaching here's the recommendation yes. to get your energy back up in c sharp that will address that maybe kidney issue that yes. you're losing energy in because if you mm -hmm. keep losing energy in that you're mm -hmm. going to lose your kidney and then you're going to be without that it's going to cause basically eventually if you don't address these losing yes. energy in different areas of your body you, you're going to eventually die yeah well, you, you well, know, that's, that's, what they're going to do is harm. Oh, it's going <laughs> to cause harm or it's not going to be very 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 pleasant to yes. um, be living in such a um a dire state yes okay yeah, yeah, that that I can see that. That that completely makes sense. Now, um, you know, people can actually go and see also not only get the voice um DNA you know mapped out in terms of the the frequencies, but they can actually go and see um what their mandala or what their actual voice signature looks like. And I saw you had some of those up on your website as well. Have you ever oh, gotten I your own done? 
No, you know what? I put those there so that people could see, once again, music and sound made visible through cymatics. I want people to understand this is what's happening all the time. This is what we're creating within our being. These are the results of what it is that we're thinking, what we're saying, what we're, the music that we make, whatever it is. These are our so I have those ex as examples. Mm -hmm. the, the other thing that I wanted to say is, is something that's very, very important because you use the term DNA. So the DNA of sound is, is something we call the overtone series. Now, what the overtone series is, is our voice, like me speaking now, I have a frequency in my voice, which might be A, for instance. I might be speaking at the... the um, the frequency of A. But at the same time that I'm speaking that frequency, there are multiple frequencies that are sounding at the exact same time. And this is the overtone series, which is something that I encourage people to just look up and, you know, don't get deep into it because if you look up some videos or stuff like that, it's going to be too technical and it's going to talk about music and blah, blah, blah. But what I want everyone to understand is that DNA of sound, the overtone series, is very, very powerful for extracting these frequencies from the voice. And also for everything from uh, timbre, timbre is the tone quality of a sound. So even me speaking now, I'm speaking more in the overtone series that is more calming. My voice is more natural like this. However, if I spoke like this, you would see that I changed the timbre of my voice then all of a sudden the frequencies are going to be distributed differently. So this is very, very important for understanding, once again, going back to, to the, the, the uh, singing bowls that I talked about earlier, the gongs, is that the timbre quality of some of these instruments might be aggravating to people, might be upsetting to people, and people might need something different. In, in, in turn, there may be people who, for instance, have had trouble in their childhood with you know, the absence of a mother. And guess what? Rap music then actually becomes a way of filling in that lost mother's heartbeat. Really? Yes. So this why, is why is that? Why is that? Why rap music for somebody who has mommy issues? Because it's the it's the energy that's coming. Think about rap music is very it has a lot of energy that's coming through. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And so yeah. people sometimes are missing that energy and they need that to get them going. And that's why I have a strong, strong basic philosophy that the music can sound without borders and right. not to be judgmental because it's very, very important to understand going back to what I said earlier, everybody's gonna need something different. Mm -hmm. Everybody needs a different beat. Some people don't need a beat at all. Some people need to have uh, an experience is very calming. They need instruments that are very calming. And the overtone series is the thing that's going to help people to determine what are the type of sounds and instruments that are going to be calming as opposed to what, what's going to break up energy, what's going to get energy charged. So these are things that once again correspond to what we're looking at if there's an absence of energy, low energy, or excess energy. And of course, the, the middle ground is that there's energy that's resonating across the board which right. is very clear well let me ask you something okay because i'm getting hung up on the rap music and the and, and the mom <laughs> all right so let me ask something okay. um so rap music is came from black america 
Uh-huh. All right. Demographically speaking, if you look at any statistic, mm-hmm. much of inner city Black America, uh, majority of the time, as compared to other demographics, was raised by single moms. That's, that's becoming, unfortunately, um, common. Is there a connection between the rap music and that? Because you were saying um, a little bit a while ago that rap music helps address um, people who well, I think you know, are missing point, mother figures. I think, I think that it can be mother figures and it can be depression. You know, it can be um, hopelessness, you know, and, and, and also rap music often gives a voice to people who feel vo- voiceless. And if you think about what happens with rap music, oftentimes it's articulated in a way that allows one to have some sense of control and power that might be missing. And all I'm saying is that I'm using this as an example to Mm -hmm. understand that people need different things. And this is what I believe needed in the area of sound healing is to understand that people have different needs. Right, right. Just simply because you have certain tools that are, have become like the um, standard kind of tools that people use, it doesn't mean that those tools, there's something wrong with those tools, but they need to be used in the right way. I'll give you an example of, um, I cite this example a lot. I spoke at the International Sound Healing Conference in San Francisco a few years ago. And, I set up a table and a woman came and got her voice print done. Before she came to me, she went to get a crystal bowl for one of the vendors there, and it was a G crystal bowl. And after after she did her um, voice print, lo and behold, her highest frequency was G. It was off the chart. So she's out of balance? Well, G was the last thing that she needed. Oh, okay. But... That was the thing that she was most familiar with, you see? So that oh, yeah. was, was familiar, so that's what she got. And then when I showed and went over her voice print with her, I said, well, look, you know, this G is the last thing you need because this is off the charts. And if you go home and tone this G, you're just making aggravation. You're aggravating something that's already in not into the place. And so in her case, it happened to be D was D as in dog, her lowest frequency. And I said, you know what? You should go and exchange that G for for a D. Now, what was, what was the missing, missing energy in the D frequency for her? What was that connected to what emotion or. That was was definitely, that was um, D is the left kidney. Oh, which which by the way, here's the thing about the chakras that this system showed me, which initially blew me away. And it's really hard for some people to grasp this, is that there are frequencies that are distributed throughout the body in different places. So a D might not necessarily just be in the kidney area, it may be in the shoulder area also, the course. So as opposed to the clean thing that we're used to with the chakra, system the vedic usually i guess you know it comes out of the vedic tradition is you know c is the root chakra and d is you know you know and then you have uh e in in the uh, solar plexus area and and f or f sharp and heart blah 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 however 
with this system, that's not the way it works. It doesn't work. It can correspond to some of those areas, but it's distributed in different areas that one frequency might not just be in one area. So right. I, I think about uh, there's a frequency that corresponds to the lungs and the knees and the reproductive areas, and it's all the same frequency. Right, right. You know, if you, it, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining like, cause we are all like one energy bubble and yes. there's energy flowing inside of the bubble in, in kind of like the yin yang way. Yeah. Yeah. So it's flowing. So it's flowing everywhere. And when you think of frequency, like each of the chakras are different layers of the energy flowing inside our, our energy bubble, our, our um, aura field, mm -hmm. um, they could be different frequencies. And if you think about it in, in those terms, let's say you put a body on that frequency, mm -hmm. the kidney might be in this spot, the heart might be in this spot. I'm, I'm just picking random organs. Yes, yes, I understand. But you, know, you have certain different organs in the body. But if you think of the body as a field of energy, that yeah. energy with that that frequency, like let's say D, for example, yes. um, that energy is flowing through and hitting yes. those parts of the organs in your body. It's that's hitting exactly the right. right. It's hitting the right spots, Bingo. and that's and that is the visual portrayal of what you just said. That that's the frequency exactly. hits different organs, um, and it's not this like linear thing that we have what simplified in. Um, in, in the Vedas or the chakra system that we know of? You know what, the chakra system, I'm so happy that you mentioned that because the chakra system is just like um, the seasons. Um, seasons don't just stop at fall and go into winter. Right. They don't do that. Um, uh, astrological signs just don't go from one sign and hop right into the next one. You have people who are on the cusp and it's a gradual change and influence depending on how close you are to each one, either one of those uh, astrological signs. The same thing with music, that even though you have an A that moves to an A sharp or B flat and they're close next, next to each other on the keyboard, there are bunches of frequencies in between those two notes. So it's not like it just jumps from one thing to another like that. It, it is a gradual process and therefore it's gonna have an influence across the board and not right. just one place. And one other thing that I want to say about that is that um, you know you have A440, for instance, our keyboard that, that, that we use, the piano keyboard that we use in this society is contrived. Right. It's not based on the overtone series. Remember I talked about the overtone series mm -hmm. is the DNA of sound. Mm -hmm. That's every structure. So for instance, the way that the overtone series looks is you have this pitch and then you have this pitch and then as you get higher above, and by the way, you have a fundamental sound and then you have all of these pitches stacked on top of it, which you really can't hear. Right. But each one of those is a part of that system. The keyboard that we use, the piano keyboard, does not adhere to that system. So our keyboards are not according to the way that healing sounds are structured. So, let me ask you, yeah, let me ask you a question. Um, is there anything in this research where they're going to, if they haven't already, map out the different organs in our body and which frequency it is well this this is a big part of what this program okay does. so you guys you guys are working on that so yeah, yeah. eventually hopefully we'll get a chart that kind of has the 
D the DNA diagram of frequencies yes. in our whole body. And if let's say somebody is having, I don't know, heart palpitations, it will say heart is, I'm going to pick, what is it? C? <laughs> A sharp is actually. A sharp. Okay. Heart. <laughs> so if you have heart issues, you need to, these are the things that will address A sharp. Okay. <laughs> these are the list. Just like what you just said a moment ago about the bubble. Mm -hmm. All right, you feel the A sharp, the heart is not isolated. You know, it's it's a part of a system, and what is in that system is affecting that heart. You see, right. so and 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 that's where this program, in terms of an assessment tool, will get you to what you need to work on, which will have an effect on the heart you see right i see i really uh jared i see a lot of applications when it comes to sound and music um mm -hmm. as part of um medicine because yes. med uh, because there's a lot of new diseases that are affecting people that we have no clue how it happened yes. or how we can address it no clue but they know exactly where in the body it is yeah. affecting them so that yeah. we can get the basics there. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of like mental health and other kind of psychological issues that, that, yeah, that have like no black and white, easy depictable things mm -hmm. um, that they can see in an x-ray or that they can physically see appearing as an, an issue on their body. So there's a lot of areas in medicine um, that affect the body that, Modern medicine, no matter how advanced our technology is in mm -hmm. locating which organ, which part of the body um, mm -hmm. has issues, still really can't address how it came about or how to fix it. Is, is the research done uh, with the collaboration of frequencies and medicine going to get to a point where they can add this as another tool in modern medicine where they say okay we don't know what the heck's going on in your body do yes. a dna voice signature we can at least isolate what energy in your chart is missing so even if we don't know anything that's going on in your body or how you got this how to cure it we can at least tell you here you're missing these specific apps aspects of your healthy voice so here's the printout here's the here's the therapy we'll put you in diet di a dietitian we'll assign your dietitian we'll assign you a, a fitness trainer we'll assign you mm -hmm. these vitamins that you're missing we'll assign you yeah. x x x x x x yes, this yes. is all that we could do for you because we don't know what the heck's going on with your body well, is that going to be where medicine's going to eventually go I, to I, I strongly believe that because you know what happens is you look at I know people like this who have no clue what the heck's going on in the body. They spend thousands, tens of thousands. And there's so much else to go that goes with it, you know, like we're talking about emotions, which of course is a frequency. And then now what they're finding out is this whole new area of family inherited trauma. So that we in mm. our DNA are now carrying something from a couple of few generations before us. You know, and that this is what we are bringing to this table, you know, that we don't even know. <laughs> I have another question. You just, now you're bringing up, you're going into like the concept of reincarnation. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, <laughs> because now, now sound music um, medicine research, mm -hmm. whatever the new word, this, I'm sure it's going to be some kind of like, scholarly word for the whole somebody thing has to package it <laughs> they have somebody has to brand it so that people can understand it but anyways uh, that's for the marketeers but 
in that aspect of people having family trauma from different generations in their family or even possibly different incarnations in past lives like they had yes um in buddhism we say there's a huge thing in reincarnation um and aspects that go into your reincarnation um and aspects that go into unbalanced energy that you carry from one lifetime to another lifetime um and that that research is just barely starting um because there's a lot of taboo with spirituality oh. and religion with that but yes. it keeps coming up and is coming up in this research that as well that regardless what happens in your lifetime whether you address the issue or not if it's not addressed you carry on that um, trauma in your energy field yes. and so if you're bo- so so like for instance this goes in the concept of reincarnation where let's say somebody was burned at the stake as a witch. Right. Okay. Um, and I've had this in hypnosis clients too. Um, and some other hypnosis practitioners as well have had this where let's say somebody's burned from burned in the stake. Mm-hmm. The trauma of being burned at the stake was so traumatic because it doesn't, it doesn't happen like a, like a fire stick. It's a slow burn. It could take right. half a day to burn somebody and yes. oh, that's traumatizing, but that can, that that's, that trauma is, is imprinted in the psyche of the person's energy field in the chakras in their yeah. energy field bubble yeah. and then that person gets reincarnated mm-hmm. does another round at the of the wheel of dharma and samsara and they get born again yes <clears throat> into another life mm-hmm. they have maybe have memory of that or it comes up in hypnosis they have memory of that yes. but they are definitely afraid of fires or anything that kind of triggers things come up in the life that trigger an event that they don't know about yes and then when they do like hypnosis or do um different things that kind of address their energy field and address their psyche it keeps pointing back that they had some kind of traumatic event that burned that part of the body even though it's not there but But, but for some reason, they're feeling that part of the body had major yes. burns, but they can't find anything on x-rays. They can't find anything um, on the person's counseling records because they never were in a fire. But for some reason, that part of the body continues to feel the burn. But when they do hypnosis, they found out that they were burned at, the, at, the, at, a, at a fire as yes. a, during the, the witch trials or whatever the situation is, that it was that part of the body. So you have yes. those weird cases that keep coming up in, yes. um, in this type of work. And yes. you're saying in this work as well, the energy field and the chakras of people also are imprinting memory Absolutely. that has not been resolved. Absolutely. You know, That's why know. they can't see it in medicine always. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever read the books. Um, two very powerful books for me. Um, and it's by the same author, uh, Des- a Journey of Souls and Destiny of Souls. I yes, know. I have. Yes, yes, okay. yes. Th- those two, th- those books really helped me a lot. They really, really helped me a lot. And I know that he speaks of that a uh, couple because they're all case studies of people that he interviewed under uh, hypnosis. And um, yes, people would have certain kind of ailments or pains that were the result of what they had brought from a, pre, a previous life into this life. So there's definitely, there's a connection there, I mean, because we're not these isolated beings that come one time and that 
we come with this clean slate and then we have to learn everything in one lifetime and that's the end of it. <laughs> you know, that, that never made any sense to me. But yeah. um, Well, the energy research, it, it, it doesn't support a one, ex, one, one experience life. Yes, yes. Anyways, so, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's really fascinating because then it really kind of gets into like, so let's say, let's say somebody it comes to comes to into this um this modality and like i don't care how many lifetimes i had before i really wanted to get this issue in my psyche or my body addressed because they've looked at it and i can't find anything but i keep feeling this pain so i, I just want it gone i want to address yeah. so if somebody comes to you did you do the same process and and you will measure their their or their energy field through the charting system of the voice mm -hmm. and it would still say what areas that they're missing Yes. And and it will point to the specific part of their body, their mm -hmm. physical body, uh, yeah. the organ that is missing that energy. The energy um, yes. Yeah. So even if they don't have an X-ray that shows physical evidence mm -hmm. uh, that they have an issue with, let's say the kidney, for example, mm -hmm. um, it will still show low energy because maybe in a past life or some other experience in their psyche yes. that part did have issue yeah you know that's the kind of thing once again as i said before um i'm not an expert in that area all i can do is work with that person based on what is before us but mm -hmm. one thing that I, I would say which i always thought was very interesting because there's this um practice called family constellation uh family inherited trauma um mm -hmm. And then there's this, this notion that not only is a person carrying something from previous generations, not necessarily that they um, themselves experienced, but their ancestors of this life. And then all of a sudden, they have to deal with that. But then we are born into this experience with certain lessons that we have to learn. So it's a right. combination of those two things of what we've inherited from this lineage of, uh, of ethnicity or whatever, lack of a better word. And then at the same time, we come to this life with certain things that we have to resolve, that we have to learn, that we have to get better at, we have to practice, and so right, on. Right, right. You know, the, going down the rabbit hole, trying to find one issue over another issue over another issue, is there a simplified way that we can just address all the traumas all at once? Yeah, I don't know. I don't have an answer to that. You know, I really don't. I know there's, I, I've heard that people claim to be able to do that. And, you know, I'm not the one. Yeah. <laughs> you know? but I'm just kind of curious. Um, there's another, um, there's rounds in the medical circuits where they, and you can look this up on, on YouTube, where they're doing lecture series on sound frequencies and healing with sound, where mm -hmm. they'll, they'll, they'll take like 432, which is the common hertz frequency, yes. mm -hmm. uh, which is actually scientifically proven as the frequency of the human body is 432 hertz. Yes. But anyways, um, but they'll take these different frequencies and they will address certain things. And so they've, they're starting research where, where they'll play certain frequencies to cancer um sure. patients or to you know yeah. whatever patients of yeah, this or that universities that are doing they're breaking yeah. up cells, you're breaking up cancer cells yeah exactly so like um how does this play into that kind of research where they um are addressing certain ailments with specific frequencies well this is very interesting question because what i have is i have an extensive database that has different frequencies for everything, including amino acids, vitamins, minerals, uh, medications. 
And what you need to be very, very careful about is not to assign the wrong frequency because there are frequencies for arsenic. Hmm. And so you don't want to have a person who give them a frequency and then they start having seizures, you know, so you have, yeah. to, you have to be very, very careful with these things. Um, but, but. Oh, that gets, that gets into like, like mission impossible or something. <laughs> something feels like I, I could just see you know, some futuristic sci-fi movie about like killing of sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's oh, you know, one thing I want to say about the 432, I'm glad that you brought that up because going back to the keyboard, piano keyboard that we use these days, that's based on what we call tempered tuning. And it was during the 16, 1700s, Johann Sebastian Bach was the one who came up with the system that we could have 12 keys and we could play a song in all these different 12 keys. 440 was uh, actually decided, some people feel that it was a political decision because our tuning system is based on 440 hertz instead of 432. And this is why you're hearing people who are saying more and more, it should be 432 and not 440. Now here's the tricky thing. Remember going back earlier, I said that there is a difference between pitch and frequency. 432 is a frequency, 440 is a frequency. However, guess what? 432 and 440 are considered to be the pitch A. You see? So even though they are the same pitch, they're the different frequency. And if you listen to like a tone generator, it's very, very minute, that small difference between like a 432 hertz and 440 hertz. And so this is where, once again, you have to be very, very careful because you could say the pitch is A, but at the same time, is, are you using a 440 or are you using 432? Or maybe you're using 438. You know, right. there's all these frequencies in between 432 and 440. Right, right. So this is where it gets really deep beyond pitch. So you have pitch, frequency. That's why we have sound and music. Now, right, right. Um, you know, on your website, you have toning CD series on your website. That's a part of the, what, when we balance those two lowest frequencies. Okay, okay. So, so like... Right. So like if somebody, let's say somebody has depression and they're coming to your website or they're coming into to this modality, um, is there something that you like, like would prescribe to them, like listen to this track, this will help well, with depression? Again, or? Once again, the most important thing to do before, and I say this and I say it over and over again, before I assign any protocols, I need to know what I'm working with. Right. You don't you want to give them the wrong frequency. I do not want to do that. That's why the assessment tool is very key. Before I do anything, here's the assessment. This is what the assessment shows. Okay, now we can go about doing what we need to do. Now, right. specifically when it comes to the toning series, that is, um, once again, the two lowest frequencies, let's say, for instance, they are C sharp and A. So those are the two lowest frequencies. And I find that there's a, one of the high frequencies corresponds to one of those, then I'm definitely going to make that one of the things they need to work on. Right. I have, I go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, um, no worries. I have another, I have a, another question, but go ahead and finish your thought on that. Yeah. I was just saying that that's why you need to have the whole thing in front of you. You know, this is what I'm saying when people just like the way that you pose that you said, well, a person has depression. Like, what am I going to do? 
you know, okay, so I'm going to clash some symbols because they're depressed and this will help to drive them up. You know, I, that just doesn't make sense. So I have to make sure whatever I will take into consideration what they're saying to me. And oftentimes, miraculously, I can tell what frequencies are going to be low with them before I even do it. Just right. through conversation, I will say, okay, well, I, and I will tell the person, I said, I can tell you what's going to happen. Most likely, you're going to have this frequency, this frequency, this frequency. You've been doing this too long. You've been doing this too long. You can you can basically assess whether, but sometimes they have, <laughs> yeah, you can assess them before they actually start talking. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the thing is, is that I really, I started thinking about this and I started thinking about applications for education. Uh -huh. Okay. Um, what's the probability of music education in schools incorporating sound frequencies, healing and medicine oh, yes. into uh -huh. our curriculum in the now or in the near future where students can learn music and they can learn music medicine? Yes, yes, absolutely. And in fact, um, Globe Institute actually has a research center and they've been doing this kind of thing with schools. Let's tell that, tell the, everybody that again for the kids who want to make some decent money in music <laughs> and heal people. <laughs> yeah, you know, there, there are these programs like Globe Institute is the program in the, in the United States. Uh, I know there's the College of uh, Sound Healing, I think it's in Great Britain. Uh, but these are like the main uh, schools and then you learn a wide variety of practices and how to use music and sound uh, and realize that there's so many different aspects. There's the listening part, you know, the sound and light, there's, there's toning and chanting, there are different instruments that you can use, um, there are, you know, nature sounds that you can listen to, these mm -hmm. binaural beats which can and, uh, and train your brain waves. I mean, there's yeah. so many different things yeah. that, that um, are in this field, as opposed to music therapy, which just basically says, okay, these are things, and if you use motor skills, or you, if you can instill some happiness and joy through playing music or whatever, this will help people in surgery or different procedures, whatever. Right, so that's right. the difference between music therapy and this, which deals with specific frequency types and utilizing everything from frequencies on the body or in the nervous system through listening. Right, right. I just think like, um, I know when I was growing up, like acupuncture, um, you know, di uh, being a dietitian or a fitness trainer, those were kind of like, eh, you know, medicine didn't really cover that. Um, your HSA or insurance didn't cover that because they didn't really recognize it. But there right. was a big initiative with many doctors, um, many Eastern doctors that were making it, no, this is very important. Good, mm -hmm. good diet, good fitness yeah. training, physical therapy, acupuncture, and now it's accepted. And yeah. this, I think this will also, as we learn and get more information to choke the medical system about it, that yeah. it will probably incorporate into that. So if, if anybody is into music, but they also want to get into medicine, this yeah. light and sound therapy will probably likely be an aspect of our current med medical practice. Very, very soon. And if you mm -hmm. want to get into learning and being in the pioneers of that kind of um, yes. research, the mm -hmm. Global, Global Institute of Sound yeah. and Consciousness in Applied mm -hmm. Music Theory for Healing. You guys yeah. need a shorter 
name for your school. <laughs> okay. That's a lot. People usually just call it Globe Institute and you know. Yeah, we, the Globe Institute. Globe Institute of Sound and Consciousness and Applied Music Theory for Healing. Woo. That's and by so the way, that's just the class that I teach is just one of the many classes that are taught. You know, so there's sacred geometry, there's all kinds of, you know, there's how to utilize tuning forks in a, in a very healing type way. I mean, there are all kinds of classes, you know. Right, right. And sacred, my, geom sacred geometry is learning about the structure of your own energy field. Yes. So, yes. And how that's reflected in nature and how that's reflected in mm -hmm. architecture, you know, all of these things. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Now, let me ask you, I have like two more questions and um, before we close up. Um, I'm really getting into this. I love this stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm allowed to geek out. My husband's a musician, so I'm allowed to oh, geek right. out. What does he play? Um, he plays bass. He plays oh. keyboards. Oh, um, yeah. And he actually, you know, will, um, will map out the, 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 the music for the different songs. He, he's an 80s cover band, so he'll map out the music I uh, because many of the covers bands do not print out their music sheets. Okay, so the arranger, he arranged. The range, yeah, so he would yeah. listen and, and map out. But anyway, so okay. I'm, used, I'm used to it. But I love the geek out factor that goes into how this helps in medicine and that yeah. this goes into our aura field or mandalas or merkabas, yes, yes. whatever you want to call it, um, and how it helps tune the 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 chakra systems because yes. everything people think the chakra systems are just like this linear thing because they're so familiar yeah. with the 2d uh, the yeah. chart but mm -hmm. the chakra systems is a full body bubble yeah. it's a it's a it's a, an egg it's like an egg a, a it's like an egg yeah. yeah and the energy field of the chakras move around yes. so yes. it's like we were talking earlier now mm -hmm. um what i wanted to know is you know how can people use this to get into the gamma, the high gamma brainwave frequencies so yeah. they can connect to their higher selves and kind of connect it to much healthier states of existence? There, there are some really, and this is where the technology is really wonderful, um, that, you know, it was actually pioneered originally by the Monroe Institute. Um, and you might have heard of the Gateway Experience and Robert Monroe was his name. And he came up with this um, practice that we now know as binaural beats. And binaural beats are basically um, done with headphones on in which two frequencies that are slightly different are sounded in each one of the, the ears. Now, it, what results is what's called hemispheric synchronization, where we uh, synchronize the brain, the left and the right brain. And the depending on how close those pitches are uh, apart from one another they will create a third pitch that's what binaural beats is you have two very close frequencies that then create a third frequency that third frequency is what entrains the brain to the various um, um, brainwave states and there, that's that's done. People like Tom Tom Kenyon, uh, people can look him up. Tom Kenyon, Tom Kenyon has done some wonderful CDs that people can use um, for entraining different uh, brainwave states. Um, in fact, 
Um, the sound light machines also are very much a part of that because there's another element because they stimulate the light from the optic nerves uh, in your eyes along with sounds that uh, correspond to those lights. Of course, a person who is in fact um, has tendencies to have seizures should not use anything like that at all. Right, right. That could be, once again, this goes back to what I was saying earlier, you cause yeah. harm if you, you're trying to play around with things that are not for everybody. Right. So, yeah, so that's basically the binaural beats are the ones that are really very, very powerful. There's all kinds of programs out there. Not all are as good as those that I've mentioned. Um, so there are sound light machines, the, the Proteus is one of them, the mm -hmm. Photo, um, photo, Photonomics, I think. Um, yeah. Well, most of most of the modern medicine um, and modern technology is incorporating sound and light. Yes. Yes. It because that's what people are. People are basically embodiment of light. That's exactly right. That's all we are. Is we're just exactly walking right. beams of light. So I we don't really got to get over like um, seeing each other for. <laughs> the exterior because it's not this, is, this is a fake mass this is a yeah. fake mass it's called photo um photosonics is a, one of the companies sonics, yeah. I, wanted, yeah. I didn't want to just throw it out out there and not give people the right information yeah but you're absolutely right because at the end of the day that's what it is we are light beings we're light beings well, everyone Get over your sim. I always say, get over your sims. <laughs> get over your sims um, and your storylines because you, you are energy and you are light. And here's even more research because our medicine that is leveling up is going further into sound light frequencies. Um, so while a lot of people are now kind of processing anger trying mm -hmm. to let go of old traumas and forgive yeah. or let go whatever way that they want to deal with it. Mm -hmm. How can they use these frequencies or what frequencies or music can they use to help them let go of anger and, you know, forgive old trauma so it doesn't hold them down for the rest of their life? Yeah, I think that, you know, that comes beyond, that goes beyond sound and music because the most important thing that people need to do is remember once again, everything is movement, everything is frequency. And what people need to do at all costs, they have to do what is necessary to be happy. People must learn to be happy. And I mean, they have to hold on to that because that vibration is so powerful and so strong that it overrides all of these other things. Now this gets into everything that we've talked about, which is a, a good question, because it's listening to the music that makes you happy. It's being around the people that make you happy. It's being in nature and uh, going for walks. It's hugging a tree. It's eating well. It's eating foods that are, are going to be a, a higher vibration. Because a lot of times, even people's diet um, they're eating dead stuff. They're eating things that um, aggravate them, that they don't even realize the impact that that has on, on their, their state of being. So just like what you said in terms of light, we are mainly 75% approximately water. So we should eat things that are plentiful in water. We need to eat things that are, are, are prepared with loving hands. You know, we need to... 
um, be kind to ourselves and one another. And as I say before, beyond the music, beyond the sign, uh, the sounds and, and everything, that people have to be happy at all costs. Make it the most important thing that you do every day. That, right. That's the most important thing that we can do. Right. I definitely agree. I mean, you know, I, I term um, happiness mm -hmm. as the expression of living out hope. Okay, interesting. So, you know, because somebody who doesn't have hope is a very dangerous person. Yeah, to, mainly to themselves. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely <laughs> to themselves. Because most people take it out on themselves first before they take it out on everybody else. Nice. But, um, but yeah, that this the, comes down to the pursuit of happiness. How do you want to experience the Dharma? How do you want to experience your reality? And there's so many different ways in which we could do it. Um, you know, Jared, I think this has been a fascinating interview. Uh, it definitely hits a lot of lights in my aura field. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's just wonderful. Oh, my God, this has been great. You know, it's, it's always fun. Um, but, you know, I'm really looking forward to the advancements in medicine as they start bringing in more of the light therapy, more of the sound therapy and the healing frequencies into modern medicine as part of our, not necessarily, not only healing of, of unease in our body and our psyche, but also in preventing unease in our body yeah. and our psyche as well which is a big part um that that we're working towards getting to so um you know thank you so much for the gift of, of your presence oh thank you for having me oh, you know, soundpill.net you know people can find more information and there's also a contact sheet that they can fill out to get in touch with you yeah, so everybody, that's soundpill, P-I-L-L dot net. And that's where you can get all of Jared's offerings and you can watch all his um, his material there as well. And for those um, youngsters out there who are looking for ways to, to make a good income and lifestyle of doing what you love in music, but also um, you're interested in medicine, you don't have to choose between medicine and music anymore. So it's merging. That's true. That, and so, you know, I, I know a lot of people are like, I really want to go into music. I want to go into art, but I don't want to be struggling. Well, we're in the fifth dimension. You don't have to struggle. It's, it's merging because it's all coming around. That's so true. Thank you for saying that because that's the truth. That is the truth. So thank you kindly, podcast listeners, for listening to another enlightening conversation. And thank you, Gerald, for, your, for this fascinating interview as well. So until next time, blessings. Blessings. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Merkaba Chakras, where we talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. For more information about today's guest, please go to the show description. For more information about Vaughn's metaphysical work, please go to MerkabaChakras.com. The views expressed today are for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily reflect the views of the host or replace any medical or legal advice. Don't forget to subscribe for more interviews about the fifth dimension. Until we meet again, blessings.